Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 through 13. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come, listen, and come to me, listen, so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for all the peoples. See, see, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my words be that go, goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. We pray that you would lay this word upon our hearts and upon our souls, that we may know the hope of the prophet and that we may live the life of the Messiah. For we pray this in his name. Amen. In a previous life, I was the manager of International Treasury for Alamo Rent-A-Car. And those were the pre-Euro days, so each country that Alamo operated in had to have its own financing agreement, which was my responsibility to secure, so that we could purchase upwards of 35,000 cars for our fleet in five different countries. And one of the requirements of the job was trying to understand the currency market, and maybe more importantly, upon advisement of our currency traders to determine the optimal time to either capitalize the operations or to repatriate if we actually ever had any profits. Which is kind of like playing darts blindfolded. But in the car rental business, it's like many other businesses. We bought cars from the manufacturer. They had something that we wanted, which was namely the cars. And we had something that they wanted, which was money to purchase the cars. And then we turned around and we rented those cars to people. And the rental car company has something that you want, and you're willing to pay something for the use of that car. And regardless of which currency that we were operating with, there was an exchange of money for the use of the car. We would always marvel that you would rent a tuxedo that cost $500 to buy for $120 a night, but somehow renting a $15,000 car for $19 a day seemed excessive. You figure the economics of that one out. But it still comes down to that, right? 
you have something that, uh, that I want and I have something that you want and there is an exchange, something for something. And now we have an entirely new currency arriving onto the scene. It's called Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer -peer digital cryptocurrency that is unlike any other currency that the world has ever seen. I'm not really sure whether or not anybody knows who came up with it or if anyone is even managing it. Dwayne could actually explain that to us. And I'm not quite sure what is really going to become of it. You can't touch it. It only exists embedded in software. But the possibility is that this will become the future currency of trade and nobody really knows what that is going to mean. Now the truth is the currency by which we conduct our lives or not aren't the only ones that you learn about in the business department or that you have in your wallet. There's more that makes the world go round, more than just the dollar, the yen, the euro. There is more than that. We trade in all sorts of currencies, don't we? I lend you my leaf blower, you lend me a power drill. You buy dinner this time, I buy dinner next time. Something for something. It's the way that the world goes round, right? And some play the game more shrewdly than others, some play the game more fairly than others. And there are some that take advantage of others. At Christmas, we begin the holiday season with a day that is called Black Friday. The day when people oftentimes will stand in line and get their holiday deals in the red ink on the income statement, hopefully will turn to black. It's the way that the world goes around, unless you're the prophet. Isaiah says, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You that have no money, come and buy and eat. Come and buy milk and wine without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in rich food. What is this that the prophet speaks about? A new currency? Something for nothing? The good life without any debt? And you keep reading Isaiah and it just keeps getting better and better. Light in the darkness and lions laying down with the lambs and no more thorns or brares. It's a whole new world. Things don't have to be the way that they have been, according to the prophet. There's something new on the horizon, a new currency, a new way of doing business. And then almost to sum it all up, he says these words. And you in the new economy... You shall go out with joy and be led back in peace. You shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. What in heaven's name is he talking about? Because on one scale, it doesn't always work out that way, does it? We say love and joy and grace and peace, but life doesn't always turn out that way. We know that's not the kind of currencies that we deal with. There's always going to be winners and losers, up and down, good and bad, comfort and pain. Life isn't always easy. And some play the game more shrewdly and some play the game more fairly. And some do play the game to take advantage. But there is still this promise, says the prophet, that in the new economy you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. How is it that life can work that way? 
How is that we can get ourselves to this joy? How is it that we can get ourselves to this peace that we hear all the time? I like Rabbi Cohen's answer of how life should work. He put it this way. I think that life cycle is all backwards. You should die first, get it out of the way. Then you live 20 years in an old age home, you get kicked out when you're too young. You get a gold watch, you work for 40 years until you're young enough to enjoy your retirement. You go to college, you party until you're ready for high school. You go to grade school, you become a little kid, you play. You have no responsibility, you become a little baby. You go back into the womb and you spend your last days floating until you end up as a gleam in somebody's eye. If life weren't that way, wouldn't it be amazing? But life goes the other way, doesn't it? And still the prophet says, you shall go out in joy and you shall be led back in peace. This is a change of currency. It's maybe the thing that we wonder about when we think about Jesus. Is this the thing that we sing about? Is this the thing that we hope for? That somehow the world would operate in a different way, that somehow we would have a different kind of experience, that there would be a different currency by which we trade, by which we live, that the world doesn't have to be winners and losers and rich and poor and lucky and unlucky and some on top and some on the bottom, that we would find the real meaning and purpose to our days. Mark Twain said that the two most important days of your life are the day that you were born and the day that you realize why. And don't you wonder that when the prophet says that we shall go out in joy and be led back in peace, it has something to do with having figured out the reason why we're here. And don't you wonder that when we get closer and closer to Jesus, we get closer and closer to figuring that out because it is in Jesus that we get to see up close the real currency of God. And the currency of God is first to love us. The currency of God is loving us. The commodity without price, the currency of God, the wine and the milk for free. That's what Jesus is. God's love in the flesh. God's love for every human being. And that's really what we want. We really want to know that we're loved. That Jesus doesn't hold any currency in his hands. There's no euros or dollars or yen. Just live and in the flesh, God come down to say, I so loved the world. And that means each one of you. And that means me. We go forth in joy and we go forth being loved by God. And what we learn is that peace, peace comes when you love back. The joy comes in knowing that we are loved and the peace comes when we ourselves have loved back. We go out enjoying having been loved and we are led back in peace having loved another. That's the new currency. It's why Jesus says all those crazy things. If, you, if your friend asks you for your cloak, give him your coat as well. If he strikes you on the right cheek, offer the other one as well. Love your enemy. Forgive 70 times seven. What does it profit a person if they gain all the dollars and the yen and the euro in the world and they lose their soul? 
If you want to be first, you have to be last. Somebody asks you to walk a mile with them, go the second. It's a new currency. It's the way to do business, and it doesn't necessarily land you on top, and it doesn't always feel good, and it may mean that you may be taken advantage of, and it'll be hard, and it may break your heart. But it's the way to the joy. It's a place that you will get peace. You shall go out in joy and be led back in peace because deep down at the bottom of it all, our deepest hunger is to be loved and our deepest fulfillment is in loving others. Mark Messner was a four-time All-American for the University of Michigan. And when Messner was winning all of his collegiate awards, he would always say that he owed it to his stepfather, Del Preti. And Del Preti stepped into his life when he was a young boy, and when he was a kid, Del loved him and loved him unconditionally. He showed up at all of his games, guided him all the way through his life. And so when he finally reached his dream and got drafted by the Los Angeles Rams, just at that moment, his stepfather was diagnosed with a vicious cancer. And so Mark is out at training camp and he gets a call that his dad is real sick. And away from the team, he walks. Away from maybe the chance to prove himself, he walks. And he flies home and for weeks and weeks loves the man who loved him first. He bathed him, bandaged him, fed him spoon by spoon, sat by his bed. There's a new currency. You shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. Harriet Fridkin was diagnosed 40 plus years ago with multiple sclerosis. She knew that she was in for a challenge and when her body was quickly able to do less and less, she knew that she was going to begin to lose touch with the world and become more and more isolated. But what she didn't know was that her friends, her friends were not happy with the thought of her becoming isolated. They didn't want her to lose touch with the world. And so they said they were gonna figure out a way that each one of them would take a turn each day and come and visit her, that there would not be a single day that a friend would not come by to see her. Harry thought, isn't that nice? It'll last a little while. Life gets in the way and people might want to move on. It's okay, I'll take it for as long as I can. What she didn't know was that it wasn't going to end. What she didn't know was that Harriet's harem, which is what they called themselves, Harriet's harem didn't stop. From that day for 21 years, somebody visited Harriet every day. The new currency. You shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. Oh, Henry has a great story, The Gift of the Magi, about a young, impoverished couple, Della and Jim, who have no money. And they want to give each other a Christmas present. And secretly, Della sells her long, beautiful hair the day before Christmas to buy a gold chain for Jim's treasured pocket watch. And at the same time she is selling her hair, Jim sells his treasured pocket watch to get expensive combs for Della's hair. 
And when they open their gifts, they see what they've done and they realize that they have given to each other more than what money can buy. The new currency. You shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. Wendell Berry put it this way when he wrote, so friends, do every day something that won't compute. Love the Lord, love your world. Work for nothing, take all that you have and become poor. Love someone who doesn't deserve it. These are the coins that we find on our way to following Jesus. New coins, strange coins. By grace, may we keep them. And by greater grace, may we spend them. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. Amen.